This is Rama for today. To the supernatural craving of man for the supernatural is found in the new birth and in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and in the name of Jesus. And then prayer becomes a supernatural working force in the world. Welcome to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Kenneth E. Hagan on his teaching The Supernatural next on Rama for Today Radio. Also later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Jesus said the thief has come, but for to kill and steal and to destroy, but I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Praise God. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Blessed be God. Blessed be God. Man, even natural man, today craves a supernatural work in God. Whenever there arises a man or a woman whose prayers are heard and answered, the multitudes flock to them. Brother Hicks talked about Ms. McPherson. That was so concerning there. You see, man wants a living God. Man craves the supernatural. The deep-seated hunger in the human heart for God is the reason for all religions. Men are easily deceived sometimes by the pseudo-supernatural because of that hunger within them after the supernatural. One of America's greatest psychologists who ridiculed the supernatural for over 30 years in his classroom at one of the leading universities finally sat at the feet of the high priestess of spiritualism and confessed over his own signature in a popular magazine that at last he had found faith in the supernatural. What a pitiful picture. Turning from the supernatural working Jesus to the supernatural working Satan. My friends, the church is to blame for the rise of spiritualism. Are you listening to them? Yes, they're more born again, spirit-filled Christians in America today than ever before. Yet right on the other hand, there are more people falling after other religions. There are more people falling after the cults, the false, the spirits. You see, it's the, it's the heart of the human seeking after the supernatural. And if the church had had the supernatural in manifestation in her midst, folks wouldn't have gone off after these other things. You see, the answer to the supernatural craving of man for the supernatural is found in the new birth and in the baptism of the Holy Ghost and in the name of Jesus. And then prayer becomes a supernatural working force in the world. Can you say amen? amen. Nobody's going to follow a dead church. 
you know this as well as I do, that the supernatural is not out of harmony with the desire of humanity. You know this as well as I do, that a worker of the supernatural, or as they prayed for the wonders and signs, a wonder worker, a miracle worker, a supernatural worker, will draw a greater congregation than the greatest philosopher or statement in the world. The love of the supernatural is not a mark of ignorance, but rather an outreaching after the unseen God. Education does not eliminate the desire for the supernatural in man. That desire is intensified as education unveils men's impotence in the presence of the laws of nature and shows him his utter dependence upon the unseen. It's not a mark of great scholarship. It's not a mark of great piety to deny the supernatural. Brother, sister, it's just simply an act that's normal to man. Man craves, man desires the supernatural. And thank God, our God is a supernatural God. Can you say amen? Amen. You know, every revival, we talked about Pentecost, but every revival since the day of Pentecost that has honored that humble Galilean, the Lord Jesus Christ, has been a revival of the supernatural. The church has never been rescued from her backslidings by great philosophical teachers, but humble laymen who have had a new vision of Christ, a new vision of him who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. (laughs) Hallelujah. We crave the manifest presence of the Spirit of God in our religious services. A dry, dead meeting has no drawing power. A service where men are being richly blessed in the unfolding of the scriptures or in the saving of the lost, in the healing of the sick, or people being baptized with the Holy Ghost has a drawing power. Hallelujah. Another scripture that we looked at in our prayers these two previous weeks was James 5, 7. You could turn and read it if you wanted to. This has to do with the coming of the Lord Jesus again. It has to do with why he hasn't come. What's he waiting on? Why doesn't he come? Notice what James said. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth. He's waiting for a harvest. 
I said he's waiting for a harvest. He waited for the precious fruit of the earth and hath long patience for it. Now notice, until he receive the early and the latter rain. Well, of course, literally speaking in Israel, there was early rain when they planted the crops and the latter rain when they matured the crops. But as we read Joel's prophecy, praise God, there's also a spiritual fulfillment of it. And Peter on the day of Pentecost said, This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Thus saith the Lord in the last days, uh, In the last days I'll pour out of my spirit. So it's a latter rain upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. And, and so on and so forth. And, and so then he said again, Ask ye of the Lord rain. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. So the Lord will make bright clouds and send them showers of rain. That's talking about the Holy Ghost. Send them showers of rain to everyone, grass in his field. Not talking about grass in your yard and grass out there literally in your field. He's talking about a spiritual something. You see, an outpouring of the Spirit is a challenge to a community at any time, praise God. Now notice what he said. Ask ye of the Lord rain. Told us to ask for it. So the Lord will make bright clouds. Oh, I'd read and quoted that scripture for years and preached from it. But I don't know why I didn't look. I just noticed that in my Bible, King James Translation, Cambridge Bible. That's just a little number there by the word bright. And I looked over in the margin. It said the Hebrew said he'll send lightnings. Well, lightning go along with rain. He'll send lightnings. Instead of bright clouds, he'll send lightnings. Woo! Praise God. Then I got to think about it. That's what the early church is praying for. Glory to God. And you just read a little. There's in the fourth chapter of Acts. You see, they prayed for it. And you get over in the ninth chapter of Acts, and there's old Saul of Tarsus, he breathing out threatenings against the saints, consenting unto the death of Stephen, breathing out threatenings against saints, letters in his possession, giving him the authority and the power and so on, and to put in jail and change them that are in that way. And he approached the city of Damascus, and suddenly, bless God, God sent lightning. Hallelujah. A bright light. Hallelujah. Shine down around about it. Brighter than the noonday sun. Hallelujah. Praise God. I believe, bless God, we believe in the supernatural. And if we'll get in one accord like they did, there'll be some of those opposers like old Saul that the power of God will just come down on. Hallelujah. Amen. He'll send lightnings. Lightning to strike them. Lightning to strike them. I remember one time there in that old Farmersville church in January of 1950. We had a fellow there, a Jew, holding us a revival. Remember Brother Paul, Brother Lefkowitz? And the last Sunday night, he was there for the month of January, three weeks of January. The last Sunday night, he gave his testimony. How that he was converted, you see. How that his parents, you see, wouldn't have anything to do. In fact, they had his funeral after he became a Christian. Because he was a Jew, you see. And wouldn't have anything to do with him. And all these many years, hadn't contacted. But recently, he was going from our meeting to have a secret meeting with his mother. She secretly, through somebody else, had contacted and wanted to see him after 15 or 20 years. See, So he's giving his testimony. Now, he's just about through with his testimony. The lights are on in the building. In fact, that little old building is more well-righted than all this is. And he's, he's still speaking. He hasn't even started all to call it. Suddenly, there's a light flash. We all saw it. I mean, a light flash. Brighter than the lights. You couldn't see. Nobody could see anything. That fast. And you look down the altar, and there were several people in the altar. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. 
This month, we're offering Kenneth E. Hagen's three-CD set, A Fresh Anointing. We're also offering Lynette Hagen's CD, Fuel Your Passion for God. Last but not least is Kenneth W. Hagen's book entitled, Overflow, Living Above Life's Limits. All these items at the special price of $35. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Rama Christmas lights on really, really soon. November 22nd at 6 yes. p.m. And then, and then of course we have our Wednesday night service after that. After yes. that, in in, mm-hmm. in the Rama Church Auditorium. That's right. And then, uh, you know, they stay on to mm-hmm. January the first at 11:30. They go off. They come on November 22nd at 6 p.m. Yes. And they go off at 11:30. You, they're a sight to see. Yes. If you've never seen them, you need, if you're close enough to come, you need to come and That's see right. the Rama Christmas lights. You can go to RamaLights.org and you can see pictures, but it does not do them justice. No, no. And you have to walk through the park. Oh my goodness, the park is absolutely beautiful. And there's music that goes with the, with the lights on. It is gorgeous. Yes, it is. Yes. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his powerful teaching. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.